this is Safety Lawson from safetylawson.com and this is episode 115 of the So Free Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. In this one we're going to be looking at a little article but it's going to be a podcast about the art and the things because we're going to start off looking at fairy, talking about fairies and how I think they might link into this reality and stuff before we jump into the article but we're looking at an article from the Imagine FX book called Fantasy Creatures The Ultimate Guide to Mastering Digital Painting Techniques and the little article we're going to be looking at is called The Nature of Fairy Art and it's an article by Mark Potts who is a folklorist and fairy artist from the UK he actually lives down here by where I am in Devon which is a very sort of, it's all full of like forests and stuff. So he's probably, that's probably what got him into the little fairies, I think, is the surrounding. And that's actually what he talks about in the article. What he's doing is he's revealing his top 20 tips to get inspired about drawing fairy art. So it's it's an article all about sort of inspiration, really, and putting yourself into nature and collecting nature and putting it into your artwork. I think it's a really cool little article. So if you go on to YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll be able to look at the little images from the article. There's not many images in this one. But what I'm going to do after the article, I'm going to look at, I think it's about 20 different fairy art that I've I've been looking at over the past few days. And they're some of my favourite. <laughs> and they're from the artist Mark Potts. Who did this little article? Brian Freud, who he's he does like the dark crystals and the labyrinth and stuff. So I feel like you've probably seen these little fairies. And then you've got Olga Kornachia <laughs> and Kafnia Radthorn. So I'll put links and everything in the show notes at sophielawson.com to all their little websites. All I'm going to do is I'm going to look at some of these fairies and just talk about them because the thing is fairies are completely different to what you think they are or what maybe you might think they are so i'm going to start off talking about little fairies but little dennis is here i nearly forgot about little dennis he was nice and comfy in his little house so he's going to start this one bing oh before we get into it i've actually bought a few little books which i'll be doing click looks of over the next few weeks i've got a I've actually bought one of Brian Freud's books. It's called it's the 25th anniversary edition of his fairy book, and it's a book full of like fairies and goblins, trolls, little creatures. I'm really excited for that one. I've also picked up an art, a couple of art books from 3D Total Publishing, <laughs> and I've got some more Imagine Effects books as well, and they're always full of fantasy creatures and stuff. So there's quite a lot of nice little books coming up on the on the youtube but what i thought i'd do before we get into this article is talk about these little fairy creatures because the question i'm thinking is are these little fairies are they actually real and i know that might sound a bit weird i would say five months ago if somebody had said to me are fairy creatures these little fairies might be real i think i would have said 
no they're not <laughs> i wouldn't have said that i would have i would have less listened well i did listen because what happened was i was listening to a podcast anthony peak who is one of my he's one of my favorite people to listen to he he talks about stuff like lucid dreaming out of body experiences all these sort of strange things that are real but we don't really know what's happening and he was interviewing somebody i'll put a link in the description in the show notes he was interviewing somebody who sees these little fairies and i remember when i looked at the the thumbnail because anthony peak's got a podcast called the anthony peak consciousness hour and i think it's once a, a month he interviews for an hour different people from these sort of spiritual things and stuff and he was he was interviewing this guy who talks who he has these fairies in his life when i saw the thumbnail with the title and it said about fairies there's part of me that thought this isn't this can't be real but i still listened and then what happened was it's very strange well what's weird is these little fairy creatures they i would definitely recommend watching this video from Anthony Peake because what he's what he's found out is when people are born for the first few years it's almost like we're still in touch with the spirit realm because I feel like we've come from the spirit realm into the into the physical reality and then when we die we go back to that spirit realm so I'm wondering are these little fairy creatures little trolls goblins little fairies are they actually existing in like the reality that we've come from yeah so this is there's so much i'd love to talk about this i might have to do a separate podcast about these little fairies but what he's noticed is little children for the first few years of their life they see these little little like fairy creatures and then what happens is when people are dying these little fairy creatures start existing again it's almost as if when you're near to the spirit realm like you're either dying or you're born it's like somehow these little fairy creatures start coming into reality it's as if like they say about you change the frequency and you're so somehow these these fairies start overlapping into this reality he told this amazing story because what happens is when people start getting dementia it's when they start getting dementia and i think it's alzheimer's there's something else as well and this bloke that he was interviewing has actually got one of these it's like a migraine thing so, so what happens is when when these migraine things come on these little goblins will just they'll they'll start walking around his world so he'll be sitting there and like a little goblin or a fairy will just be walking along a table <laughs> this is amazing and then he said there's i think it was either anthony peake's mother as she was getting into dementia or it was one of his friends or something. But somebody was sat in their front room and on the floor was a load of little, basically a load of little people. One of them was driving a little police car. So you've got all these little people on the floor. Now this sounds, I know it's, it sounds a bit bonkers. The thing is, there's somebody at work and her her mum actually started seeing things like that. It was She started seeing things coming into this into this existence it's it, like i said it's almost as if there's another reality right next to ours like a couple of like a few sheets of paper and what happens is somehow 
a whole con say our reality is a sheet of paper and behind it is all these other realities i feel like the one right behind it might be full of fairies or something so what happens is if if you can get a hole in the sheet of paper these little fairies start coming through <laughs> into our reality now what's really amazing about this is people who take psychedelics like dmt and stuff like that they see these little goblin creatures and what's really weird is let's say nobody let's say somebody has never heard about psychedelics before and then they take a psychedelic they will see these little they might see these little goblin creatures and the thing is they've they've seen those little goblin creatures without knowing that they could have potentially seen these little goblin creatures and little fairies and stuff so the thing is that means it must be some sort of reality because there's no way they would have known if they had known before they went into the psychedelic that they might see these little fairy creatures then they could have maybe have put them into their into their vision but the fact that they didn't know and they see them and then other people see them it kind of feels like they are actually going somewhere where these things exist so what that makes me feel like is is it possible the reason so many people draw these little fairies and goblins and stuff is because they're actually maybe part of our history the the direction i would love to go in this with this podcast is because i start wondering whether what happened was before humans existed was the earth full of these little goblins and fairies and stuff and what happened was they got so advanced like their technology got so advanced way more than ours could ever possibly do or way more that we we could ever think about at the moment and they were able to start traveling through space and dimensions and stuff and what they did was they actually created like a virtual reality so maybe these little fairies and goblins they are maybe the ones that created the virtual reality and then put the humans into this into this virtual reality and i start wondering whether these little these little fairies and goblins are actually the gray aliens because if you think about it those gray aliens when people talk about them they look like little creatures wearing gray spacesuits because they've got these big black eyes little slits for a mouth but they don't seem to be animated they've they've got no sort of movement in their features almost as if they're wearing a suit so i wonder if you took the little suit off would those little gray aliens actually be little goblins and what they've done is they they're dressing up as these little gray aliens he it's either they're wearing those space suits because that's how they maybe travel through time it's like some sort of oxygen system for them or something maybe they can't live or maybe that's just how they travel it's like their little like an astronomer wears a little spacesuit. It it could be that, or maybe they are pretending to be these little grey aliens because they don't want us to see that they're fairies and goblins. Because the thing, we're going to get into the article now, but the thing with these little fairies and goblins is they are, they're beautiful, but they're also creepy. And that's what's so fascinating about fairies for me, is you've got this thing where it's so weird especially some of the fairies we're going to look at later you're looking at them and you're thinking are these are they, should i be scared of this or should i love it and you you feel both at the same time especially i think the best one for doing that is this brian F- freud artist he's called brian 
B-R-I-A-N, and then it's F-R-O-U-D. And he's he's like a he's probably the most famous fairy artist. And I actually looked into him. Well, it was around about the time it was Anthony Peake. Anthony Peake on that podcast, he, he mentioned this Brian bloke because what he said was the the creatures, these little fairies that Brian draws, are just like the creatures in the DMT psychedelics. So that, that's quite, that got me really fascinated. So then when I read this article, I thought, I've got to get that book. Because again, I, I just it sort of like triggered me. <laughs> so this little article, what is it about? Well, what I'm going to do is I'll put the camera up above in a minute and we'll look at the article. But it's Mark Potts. Oh, I've actually brought a Mark Potts book as well. Because I went onto his little website, which is markpottsart.com. It's Mark is M-A-R-C. Pots, P-O-T-T-S, art.com. And what he's got is he's got a little book. And he's, he's art, he's, he's mo- I feel like he's moved a little bit away from fairies and he's now doing sort of, because this article is from 2011. I feel like he's moved more into some sort of like, it's, it's almost like entities from another dimension. And I was looking at these creatures he was drawing and I was thinking, again, it was like, I'm sort of scared, but I sort of like them. So I actually bought his book because I was getting really conflicting feelings about it. But this little article, what he does is he, he does 20 little tips to get inspired about drawing little fairies. So, well, basically, let's get into this article and see what it's all about. <laughs> so let's get into this little article then. It's called The Nature of Fairy Art and it's by Mark Potts who's a little inspirational well yeah he is a little inspirational artist now but this book is called Fantasy Creatures by Imagine FX and like I said it's from 2011 so it's quite old now but the good thing about this little article is this one is timeless because what it is it's just ways to get inspired about drawing little fairies which I think is cool so the main takeaways I got from this article, this article is a bit of a weird one actually because I feel like a lot of the little tips are almost, you could put them together. So it does feel a little bit like, <laughs> this is quite funny, it feels a bit like, imagine if X said to Mark Potts, you've got to make 20 tips about these drawing little fairies and he said I've got 10 and he said no we need 20, he said I've got 10. And they said, well, you can't have it. You can't be in Brooklyn. And he said, okay, I've got 20. It's almost like he sort of... A lot of them, I feel like, could be put together. But it's really cool, this. I got. It did really inspire me. It, it made me want to... Well, it made me want to start drawing little fairies, which is cool. So the main things I took from this little article is the importance of not drawing aka being in the world most of these most of this article is not about drawing it's about inspiring yourself which it goes into a little quote from jake parker where he said you need to you need to fill your creative bank account and you do that by like watching anime tv doing things in life and those things in life will come into your art so basically, 
that's basically one of the main things I took from this is the importance of not drawing to improve your drawing which is quite funny and then I've put here inspiration is everywhere I love that it is every single moment of your life is a possible moment of inspiration I think even the really bad stuff it's it could inspire you so it's quite cool that but you do need your sort of awareness you need your awareness to realize that this is a moment of inspiration but the thing is so you can do nothing and be inspired but you can this article tells you little tips about things you can do to get to get yourself inspired so in other words there's two types of inspiration i think there's the one where you you go into a situation to inspire yourself like you might say i'm going into nature to look at all these trees and then get inspired about drawing trees and stuff but there's another one where you're just living your life you might be at work cleaning and something will happen you might see like a little a bunch of dirt on the floor and it's made a little face and it inspires you he so it's like there's two types of inspiration there's the ones that it finds you and there's the one where you find it which is quite cool it says i'll put it here it's all about experimenting but keeping it real i can't quite remember ah oh, yeah yeah because he talks about i love this he talks about pulling bits of nature and basically putting it into your little characters so for instance he talks about having a twig and making a little fairy with say twigs as arms things like that so you're experimenting but you're still keeping it real you're experimenting by putting things together that might not normally go together but you're keeping it real by keeping the shape of the fairy sort of thing or the little character creatures I said I learnt a lot and what and want to research fairies more, which is actually what I've been doing since since I read this article a few days ago. I've been looking at lots of little fairies, and like I said, I bought a load of fairy books and stuff. It's it's really inspired me. This also, it's maybe a little bit. I really want to take some psychedelics because I would love to communicate with these fairies. I've I've never had any any experiences with these little creatures. I've had some lucid dreams where I've had, well, I spoke about it about two months ago. I had a lucid dream where I had a little creature, which I couldn't work out whether it was a human or an animal. And reading this article, I realised that these little fairies and goblins and stuff, they are basically sort of some strange mixture of humans, animals and nature all coming together. And that little creature that was in my lucid dream... He was very much like that. He was sort of shape-shifting between a little animal and a, and a sort of a human. But I would love to communicate with one of these little these little creatures. I think it'd be quite cool. But again, are they nice or are they evil? They're sort of they are. I think the word to describe these little fairy creatures and goblins and stuff is they're sort of menacing, but in a fun way. That they're like playful naughtiness. <laughs> I've put fairies are not what I thought they were. They are, but they're not. In other words, I thought. Well, there's this, there's an art book I've got here. It's called The Art of Anne Stokes, and it's all about mystical, gothic, and fantasy art. And um, what you find in this book is you've got lots of little fairies, who are very and elves and stuff, 
they're sort of they are like what I think fairies should be like or what I always thought fairies were like which is they're very sort of human and beautiful almost like angelic creatures but you also get sort of yeah like sort of evil creatures I suppose so the fairies are not just this is what I said at the start of the podcast you might think fairies are these sweet little innocent creatures but they're not not all of them some of them are this what this is what gets me thinking that these fairies are actually like a a proper advanced race of beings with different you've got like you've got like creepy ones you've got the little cute ones it's, it's amazing i love it i love this i'll put here they are nature creatures like human animals and i said here i think they are linked to dimensions and alternate universes and then i've put at the very bottom i said you can get super dark and twisted with fairies the complete opposite of pure beauty so you've got you've got like pure beautiful being little fairies you've got pure nasty ones as well which is amazing so again it feels to me like these little fairies are not just things that have been created by humans they've they've kind of come along with a sort of a backstory it's very weird so i i just i find this really fascinating so this we've got 20 little tips here one i'll start by reading the first bit of the article it says okay so this isn't a workshop on how to paint fairies and it's certainly not a bunch of tips on artistic technique i paint art (laughs) i paint arse I paint art based on folklore and mythology, witches, dragons, gods and goddesses, but I am mainly known as a painter of fairies. A bit of a girly subject? Question mark. Not at all. And this is where he says, fairy folklore is steeped in pagan mythology, and if you look into it, you soon realise that you could be reading about the pre-Christian deities. Beautiful. So, this is he starts out by sort of saying you might think fairies are these sweet little innocent creatures but be be prepared to have your mind blown <laughs> so the first little tip this is one of the ones that i think is a little bit like you could you could do without this one it says the first one is well these aren't tips they're little things about being inspired it says do fairies wear stripy tights and he, he basically what to put here not all fairies are the same so he basically starts out by saying not all fairies are the same (laughs) yeah like i said you've got these evil ones nice ones friendly ones and stuff like that he then says not all fairies are girls which i think is quite cool and he he talks about he says a hedgehog could be an urchin a fairy in disguise and he's talking about imps goblins and he's, he basically lists a load of different types of creatures, like pixies, elves, and they are these are all often considered male fairies. So what I like about this little article is you're you're not you're learning about the folklore of of little fairies and stuff. Because I didn't I didn't really realise that fairies, goblins, I, I kind of I guess I did know, but I didn't really think about it. They're all linked together. Like I said, again, it's it's almost as if there's a world out there full of these little creatures. And it makes me wonder, 
artists who start drawing them, are they drawing them from their imagination or are they sort of are they sort of drawing them because they 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 already know them because that's where we come from stuff like that it's a bit weird number three i've put the big word story and i've put the background is just as important as the character the background tells and adds to the story creates feelings and then i've put nature so it, number three is called seen it and it says think about the backdrop where would fairies be most likely to lurk and then so i just thought oh this is cool because it's not just the little character that you're drawing the backdrop is just as important so i started thinking the backdrop could actually tell a story maybe even more than the character so all these other articles i've been talking i've been looking at on previous podcasts they've all said about thinking about the story of your character they've never really said about the story of the scene or the story of the setting this is the first time i've really thought about that which is quite cool i thought so i don't know whether what would come first whether you would think of the setting and then that would create the character or whether you'd think of the character and then think of the setting again i think it would be sort of both would be going together but i like that it made me think about stuff which was quite cool number four is folklore so one of the little tips he said about being inspired is again nothing to do with drawing it's about reading about fairies and reading about the folklore of fairies and what did i put here i said imagination will create characters for you i love that (laughs) not just visuals that create the visuals yeah, it's not just visuals that create visuals. It's quite weird that, like by reading, your imagination will be creating the visuals. It's quite cool. So it's like you can get inspiration by looking at things in the physical world, but you can also be inspired by just thinking about things or reading about things. So some of the books he recommends is called A Dictionary of Fairies by Catherine Briggs then you've got fairies in tradition and literature and then you've got the fairy mythology by thomas keatley and then he's also got fairies by brian freud that bloke and alan lee that's actually the book that i i bought because it's full of lots of drawings and stuff number five the little thing is called fairy types and on this one in my notes i said i've put one I said types one can be inspiration two i'm actually just curious i don't know what that means ah oh, i know what it means because what he does is he lists loads and loads of well what are they here here are just a few of the many fairies that can be found in ancient folklore this is what was getting me really excited i thought fairies were just fairies but here you've got you've got one called asra apple tree man the banshee the bird guest the bogey <laughs> bogey the borkar the chagling the derrick there's a fairy called the derrick there's a dwarf elf fawn headley core there's loads of them trolls willow the wisp wood wolves. and what he says is he said look them up so what you want to do is look these up and you start realizing how different they are it's really cool definitely one of the best ways to get inspired i think is to look at 
other artists artwork but I feel like going into psychedelics that how inspiring would that be if you could take some psychedelics go into a world full of these creatures it's very much like lucid dreaming the difference is with a psychedelic I feel like you would go into it you'd go into it knowing you're going going to go into it whereas with a lucid dream you kind of never know when you're going to have a lucid dream so you have to be prepared whereas with a psychedelic you can prepare yourself before so you could be sat there and you say you could go into a psychedelic experience potentially see these little creatures and then as soon as you come back start sketching them i feel like that would be amazing but i've never done psychedelics i am very fascinated by them number six is called mythology and again i'll put here again inspiration but it again makes me wonder are these guys real i'm starting to think are these little fairies and stuff are they real so this little bit here what does it say it says a bit grander in scale than folk tales mythology so you've got folklore little i don't really know what folklore means i know what it means but i don't know what it means <laughs> I know folklore is like tales from the past and stuff. Yeah, mythology is more like, yeah, big, big stories of the past. Yeah, a folklore is a little tale. Mythology is like a, st- a story. But he says about, he says here, pouring over books of world mythologies will soon pay off. And again, what you start noticing is, in the ancient past, all these little creatures, they seem to be real. There's definitely something going on with our past. The ancients, I feel like, were definitely in touch with creatures or entities that we've lost connection with. But I feel like we still know that they exist. Because there is something about these... When you start looking at these fairies, there's something about them that you feel like, I know these, I've seen these before. And I started thinking, is it because when I was a child, I was like looking, I was watching cartoons or something with fairies... And so it's triggering memories. Or is it something much deeper where you're looking at these little creatures and you're thinking, I feel like I, I know these guys. Maybe even when we go to sleep at night, we're dreaming. And maybe we're inside of the sort of the fairy realm or something. Number seven is it's put here, fairies aren't pretty. Fairies can be sinister beings. Use this notion when developing a character. He combined beauty with something odd, like a hare's foot in place of a hand or twigs for hair. I love this. It goes into something, one of the other articles she said about taking two different animals and combining them into a new creature. He's kind of doing the same thing here. But he's saying, and this is something I noticed with the fairies, is you'll have creatures who look beautiful, but they're also a little bit scary. And I I love that because it, it creates a very strange feeling inside. You feel sort of uneasy. You feel safe, but uneasy at the same time. It's a very strange feeling. Huh? So, so far he's been talking about undoing your your sort of beliefs about what fairies might be like. Then you're thinking about the, back, the background. Then he's talking about looking at stories and mythologies and types of fairies to get inspired now he's talking about thinking outside the box really combining things that shouldn't be going together 
Number eight is think nature. And what I put here, leaves, twigs, feathers, etc. can be incorporated into your character. Collect stuff for reference. What I loved about this was, he's basically saying get yourself out into nature and start sort of feeling the world and bringing, it, bringing the world of nature into your life. And what will happen is that will actually go into your art, which is quite cool. And what's really cool is when you're out in nature, you'll be able to start picking things up. So you're going to be, I feel like when you're in nature, you're going to be way more into nature now. Whenever I'm outside in nature, I'm always feeling the leaves. And it's amazing how all these leaves, they look the same. But when you actually touch them, some of them are very, well, some of them are like, it's like you're brushing against hair or something. They're really fluffy. Some of them are sticky. Some of them are waxy. So it, again, it's this weird thing where you don't really know what something is like until you start feeling it. And I, I like that because the thing is, if you start realising what twigs feel like and stuff, you can start making your little fairies and characters feel like twigs. It'll be little things that you'll be able to do. Number nine, he's put, do your research. And what have I put here? I said, again, before doing any drawing, know the story and the character. And I would say, I'll put it here, I would say, know it, but break it. Yeah, see, basically what he's saying is, you've got to do your research about, one, the world of fairies, so that you get an understanding of, like, the rules of the fairy world. But once you know that, you can sort of break it. But then you also want to do your research about the drawing so you want to do the research about the world of fairies and then you want to pull it down a little bit and do the research about your character and think about the story and, well, like the background and stuff like that. And then he's talking about should it be clothing and then if it is going to be wearing clothing, you can make the clothing be like made of leaves and stuff. So even the clothing is going to be sort of nature filled. It's quite cool. It just made me think of something. I wonder whether these little fairies left behind the magic mushroom as a way of communicating with them. Because it's, it's like the magic mushroom is a way of getting into the into the realm where these fairies exist. So did they did these little fairies create the the virtual reality that we're inside of, and then leave behind these little magic mushrooms, so that the ones that who knew what to do with it would actually be able to communicate with them just a little thought that <laughs> it's quite funny that that was number nine number ten ah oh, this one is called simula simulacra i learned a new word in this sit is s-i-m-u-l-a-c-r-a and similar similar what's it similar he basically this is from wiki it says a similar crumb which is the plural and the, and the and the latin or whatever it is it's called simulacra but basically it's a representation or imitation of a personal thing and it's, it's basically like a statue of a goddess or a god so a little statue is one of these things so what he's done in here is he said about he's basically saying about well, what I've put in my notes? I've put see fairies in shapes within the world, like cu curtains, etc. 
again this goes into what I said about you might be at work cleaning and there's a pile of dirt on the floor but it actually creates like a face of a fairy that's what this is this simulacra is basically where you see something in the world which it's not what it is but it sort of is <laughs> I, I had one of those the other day I was looking at my bed sheet and on my bed it looked like a face I love it when that happens it's, it's cool they're quite creepy sometimes though you get very sort of strange faces like that and so the next one is is he's put color so number 11 is color and on this i've put nature colors and i put add a splash of bright colors and it will create a glow that's a good little tip so he's put here fairies are, are the shades of nature so you can have lots of greens and browns but he's put he said adding a splash of bright color so the subdued tones can create a glow which is quite cool and he's put don't be afraid to experiment which i like that number 12 he's put he's put get them to pose and what i've said here i've put meditate slash get outside in nature to feel them feel them like a fairy i've put <laughs> that's quite cool so he's basically he said try meditating or path walking working to see them in your mind's eye yeah so what you want what you're saying is see these fairies in your eye in your mind's eye and you'll be able to start playing with them in your in your head and you'll get you'll be able to get them to do things and you'll get inspired by that i would also add to that lucid dreaming and dreaming i think when you become more aware of your dreams like i said before you do start meeting strange creatures i've had these other creatures in my dreams which they look like humans but it looks like somebody's taken a human and sort of like pulled them stretched them and squished them so they were sort of like deformed humans and i remember in the dream thinking i'm surrounded by very strange looking humans here and then it was like it was like the world was full of these deformed creatures so again if if you come back and you start drawing them you could be inspired by your dreams which is quite nice. Number 13 is he's put animal bits and I've put here shapeshifters. I said I put entity in my dream and the little dude that was a guide I've spoke about that, that little guide because he kept shapeshifting between a human and, a, and an animal a little tiny human and a little animal and he's put here he said fairies are said to be shapeshifters he said, so try incorporating animal parts that give this away. So he's put, combine animals with fairies. And he said, fairy, he's put an example, a fairy with like frog legs. So again, you can start really just, what I like here is you can just really create anything. You start out with a little, a little character, a little basic fairy character. And then say you like cats, you can start bringing bits of cats into your character and then you might you might like a snail so all of a sudden you're gonna have this really weird creature but again as long as you've studied the mythology and you sort of know the rules of fairies you can sort of bring all these weird things together that shouldn't be together but you, you're still going to be keeping it sort of in the realm of the fairies so it's quite i like that i think it's cool number 14 He's put make them glow 
and I've put in my little notes, I've put manifestation of supernatural energy. Yeah, fairies can be considered manifestations of supernatural energy pulsating with light. And he said you could suggest this energy with the flow of a painting using sinuous lines to guide the eye. And he's put, for instance, fairies don't need wings to fly, so they don't need to be structurally perfect. Instead of giving them solid wings, try wings made of light and colour. So it's quite cool. He's sort of you're getting it's all this this article is all about inspiration, but it's all about different types of inspiration really. You've got like reading, physical things, mental things, and then you've also got little sort of tips that he's picked up. Because that one with, with the colour, he was also talking about translucent layers and stuff. So he's also, he is sort of giving you sort of actual art tips hidden between, between the lines really. Number 15, it says suggest a narrative. And I've put, think about painting something about to happen or something that has just happened. Which goes into something that SVS Learn said. So SVS Learn is this place full of, I'll put a link in the show notes and everything. It's the place that I study from. I love it. It's the Society of Visual Storytelling. And one of the things they said on there, I think they said it on their podcast. They said the best type of drawing or painting is the one where the story is is just about, it's telling a story of something that's just about to happen. Like for instance, somebody's just about to slip on a banana. So you that what that does is it creates it creates the story in the person looking at it because then the person looking at it, looking at it they start thinking either is that person going to fall over on the apple on the banana and stuff. So you what you're doing is you're making the painting interactive. And the, and the other one is after something's just happened. So the person is you might draw the person having just fallen over covered in slime or something and again that's interactive because now the person looking at it they start sort of backtracking and thinking oh they must have slipped over on the banana and stuff it's i like that i thought it was quite cool and it says this approach lends itself well to fairy art has something just happened or might it just be about to happen so next suggest a narrative and let the viewer's imagination do the rest and it, it goes on there's a lot more about that but I really like that one. Oh, that was really fun one, I thought. Number 16 is called Elemental Symbolism. Again, what I love about this is he's... What he's doing is... Look, I've put it here. I've put fire, earth, water, air. But I didn't realise there was a fifth element, which is spirit. So again, I've learnt something here. I've learnt quite a lot from this article. But... What I realised from this bit, when he's talking about elemental symbolism, because what he's doing is he's saying you can have your little fairy based around, for instance, fire. So it could be a, a, a fairy of fire or a fairy of water. So now you can start combining fishes with a little fairy. So you've got this sort of water creature. You could have one that's all about the earth. So that would be like twigs and trees. But what I thought was, it made me realise the starting point the starting point for creating fairies is is kind of limitless it's like what's up here like you and the painting work together but i've said 
you could start your little you might just have a blank sheet of paper and you think well I'm going to create a little, little fairy and you might think the first thing is I want it to be say green so green is how it starts out and that dictates everything else because the green is most likely going to be linked to earth so you start thinking it's probably going to be an earth one but you might start out saying you might start with it saying I want this little fairy to be a a fire a fire one so that now decides the color and then or you might say I want this to start out as a really tiny little fairy so you can start your little drawing thinking about it you can start by either like the elemental the color the size the animal characteristics so you might say I want to create a fairy like a feet a fish so that that's going to dictate everything else or it might be the setting you might say I want a big ocean so now are you going to have a little fairy swimming in the in the ocean or is it going to be a fire fairy sort of flying dangerously close to the water because if it gets into the water it's going to be it's going to get it's going to probably die or something so already you've got like a story so the setting is sort of creating the story but I love that because what, what it means is there's so many ways to be inspired here because you might be sitting here thinking I really want to create a fairy character but I, I've got no idea what sort of animal characteristics I want for it but you might say okay I, I'm going to make one that's green and then all of a sudden everything just comes off of that I thought that was quite nice and then number 17 he's put sketching and doodling it says it sounds obvious and every artist does it but I'm constantly doodling fairy faces wing ideas goblins and dragon heads and I've put it here always be doodling that little five second doodle may become a character yeah may become a character later so I like that I thought it was quite quite nice and he says he sketches nature too he talks about he's not just sketching these little characters little fairies he's also sketching like leaves and twigs and stuff so it's not it's not just the characters it's also the it's also like the world of the fairies and stuff number 18 is called the goddess and the green man are they the king and queen of fairies again he's talking about how these two little fairies they could actually be real fairies that existed in the past as like the king and queen of fairies so i've put here fairies have archetypes yeah it's almost like the fairies versions of god and the devil again it, it it feels so much to me like these little fairies are inside of a, a, an actual world it's quite amazing he talks about that i like that little bit but number 19 is fairy art masters so he's already talked about researching via folklore mythology types of fairies now he's talking about researching and being inspired by other artists so he's put some of the artists he recommends is he says be inspired by those who have gone before Rackerman Dulluck, John Buher or Richard Dodd, John Astor Fritz Jurid, Joseph Noel Platon, and they and he says they took inspiration from from folklore and Shakespeare, and he says also look at the masters of natural history art. 
Again, I thought that was quite nice. What have I put here? Fairy art masters. Let them look into them. Yeah, list them. So I like that because it's almost like, let's say you sit down to do a drawing of a fairy. You know you want to do a fairy, but your mind is blank. You've got nothing. Well, what you could do is you could go and have a look at other artists' little fairies, and that might inspire you. So there's so many ways to be inspired. Number 20 is it says, there are no rules. And I've put it here in my notes, I said no rules, with a big smiley face. And it says, I've put, this article was inspirational. I like that. And he says, you can ignore all of the above and paint what you like. It's not that there are no rules, more that as with the world of fairies itself, the rules are weird and the possibilities of your imagination really are endless. <laughs> and that's actually this week's little inspirational quote. I thought that was I thought that was a beautiful way to end the article. Really nice. I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it in a, a completely different way to the other ones. The other ones were sort of making me think about ways to do drawing. This one was making me realise that, because this article is only about fairies, but think about it. Let's say you wanted to draw a spaceman or something else. There's going to be a whole world of the spaceman that you could look into. So it's what I like about this is it's, it's listing a load of different ways about being inspired, which I thought was quite cool. And one of them, which was number 19... He said about looking at other art masters. So what I'll quickly do now is I'm going to look at some of my, some of the, what do you call them? He, some of the inspirational art, well, yeah, fairies and sort of fairy type art from other artists. So the first ones we're going to look at is Eight Little Paintings by Mark Potts. And Mark Potts is the bloke who did this article. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the art, but his art, it's very, yeah, it's very dark, creepy, sort of sinister. But at the same time, there's, there's a sort of, I almost want to say an innocent and beaut beauty about it. It's a very strange, it makes me feel very strange. It's almost like mixing it's almost like mixing life and death. But so I've bought, I've actually bought one of his art books because I, I, I'm fascinated by his art. It's it's just it's, it gets me thinking really. There's one of, there's one here which is of a lady, and she looks beautiful, and you sort of feel a little bit sorry for her really, but at the same time, she looks a little bit creepy. And the way he's done it, he's got like he's got the paint dripping off the off the off the face so it very strange but I love it so the next little artist we're going to look at is, is Brian Freud I think that's how you say it it's Brian F-R-O-U-D and we've got eight little drawings paintings from him as well this bloke he's the one that did his art was in like labyrinth and stuff like that the thing with his artwork is it it feels real but it, it feels i can't explain that that's the thing i can't really explain it but it, they feel they feel real 
So he creates like little, these little goblins that I just feel like I know them. It's very weird, very weird. You get little magic mushrooms and stuff as well. And his art is very full of, it is like Mark Potts said, it's full of nature. So you've got this mixing of characters and nature. But the characters you've got, they're very, again, you've got these sort of, they're cute, they're cute and friendly, but at the same time, they're very sort of scary. They're the sort of creatures that I think they would they would either be your best friend, but at any moment they could turn on you and just, I feel like they would, they'd all be like, they'd all be like dancing and having a good time, and they'd suddenly pull out a knife or a sword and slice you in half, but they'd all, they'd slice you in half, blood would go everywhere it'd be gruesome but they would all carry on singing and dancing whereas a human would be horrified these little creatures i get the impression that they they would do quite horrible things and it it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't like disturb them or anything again this is what makes me feel like maybe they would realize that they're inside of a virtual reality so so they would realize it's not some of these are so scary they're like little vicious looking creatures but at the same time they're beautiful it's it's it really messes with my head you've got little what are they called what are they called unicorns as well you've got one here who's she looks so so friendly and warm and a beautiful little smile but there is this hint of evilness again you feel like at any moment she could suddenly turn into sort of like a witch. Yeah, it's, it's, I love the feeling that these little creatures give. Then you've got another one here who looks like a, it looks like a, a little beautiful little lady. Then she's naked, beautiful f sort of female figure, but it's it's elongated so much that it looks like a deer, and it's got she's got deer antlers on. So her body looks female, but it also looks like a, an animal. It's quite weird. Again, some of them are very f warm and friendly. I feel like I would trust these little, these little characters. Even though they look a little bit scary, I feel like I would actually trust them. You've got another one here who's very... She looks like she's a little bit... I don't know, there's a, a very strange expression. But in the background like within her hair are all these little sort of fox creatures as if they're lurking ready to pounce <laughs> it's quite cool and then you've got little tiny creatures on big creatures beautiful I, I love his artwork I cannot wait to get his art book that's probably going to be the first one I quickly look at I think that might even be in two weeks time so the next artist is called this is a hard name for me to pronounce. It's Cynthia Radthorn, I think. But I'll put links to all of these artists' websites in the show notes. We've got five little artist little paintings from this one. So this artist, she's creating sort of like characters from video games for me. They're f they're they're the sort of they're the sort of beautiful, sweet, innocent fairies, which I love these. And I could imagine playing a video game like, say, Guild Wars 
or well probably something like world of warcraft like an mmo final fantasy maybe even little fairy creatures beautiful i, I love these these are these are very beautiful again we've got a little little unicorn but a little baby one which is quite nice and what i've noticed is the little wings of the fairies they seem the, the wings seem to be based around creatures so one of them is like an insect wings and another one is like butterfly wings so you kind of got like a human with the animals in the wings beautiful ones here and again you've got you've got the little fairy but you've also got butterflies in the scene which it sort of feels like the little fairy is at one with nature and and the little fairies and the little butterflies and another beautiful one here she is yeah they're just beautiful little characters really characters that i would like to get to know i think and then the last little one we've got is an artist called olga Kornachia, and she's actually russian her again i'll put links in the show notes because it's quite hard for me to read these names we've got two four six we've got seven seven little article little artworks here these are very much like brian Freud's work in that you've got these sort of it's not just the character it's not just the little creatures the entire world is like a creature itself so you've got one here it's like a little girl but she's not a girl she's sort of a a mixture of a, a girl and a sort of some sort of well it almost looks a little bit like you've got some sort of little male creature a little male fairy let's say it's almost like he's kidnapped a girl or something and she's sitting in a little boat in the middle of this this water really beautiful these are but they're, they're sort of dreamy these are very sort of dreamy like again it's just very strange little creatures beautiful artwork though we've got a little mouse because again the the world of the fairies is not just the fairies it's it's the sort of magical animals and stuff we've got these weird little creatures it's almost like dragons it's like a little friendly dragon i suppose very 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 strange little creatures and the thing that's weird is it all looks cute and nice but you've got human skulls scattered around on the floor <laughs> so there's, there's again there's this there's this hint of sinisterness which is a bit weird this one i love this it's a lady beautiful little lady lying in bed dreaming and by the side of her bed is this very strange creature it looks like a it looks like a fluffy human bird creature thing and but again it looks beautiful but the little human bird creature is standing over the top of this girl playing with her hair again is a, a hint of sinisterness very strange and then we've got another one which is like a i suppose it's, it's like a witch a witch fairy riding on a flying goat having kidnapped a little girl so again we've got this really creepy sinisterness about it i really recommend looking into these artists because their artwork is is amazing 
I think this is the final one. The final one we've got is a little girl. Again, is she sleepwalking or something? What? She's just walked down a little spiral staircase. And at the bottom is a little guy. He's he's like a fluffy... Like a little fluffy monster. He looks, again, cute, but scary. And what he's, it looks like what he's done is he's, he's lured this little girl into his little lair. Like, and is he going to eat it or something? But the fact that she's sleepwalking, it makes me feel like... Are these little creatures part of the dream realm? And what they're doing is they're pulling us in via the dreams and stuff like that. But that's, that's basically it. I really... I really enjoyed that and I think one of the best things to do is, st is start looking at other artists' fairy art because it will really get you excited. Ding! Little Dennis has decided it is time to finish this one. I really hope you enjoyed that. I found it fascinating and I've, I've got a sort of real fascination now for these fairy creatures. I just think it's amazing. So I hope you enjoyed that. You can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. I'll be doing the Click Look books soon, probably next month, the month of July. I think I'll be looking at the... Actually, it might be next two weeks' time. I'm not sure. Sometime over the next few weeks, I'll be looking at these fairy books. So they'll be coming onto the YouTube but all that's left is this week's little inspirational quote. And it actually goes to mark parts from this article. Really nice little quote. It is, The possibilities of your imagination really are endless. I love that. A very nice little quote, I think, to end this episode. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you later for another one. <laughs> no, I won't. Yes, I will. I've got to read the quote. I've just ended that podcast as if I was doing a video. Very strange. This week's little inspirational quote it is, The possibilities of your imagination really are endless. Mark Potts.